Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 61 of the Talking With A Dad podcast this evening. Steve, what do we got? What do, what do you think? Looking at this, looking at the topic list, looking at the where, where we are, what do you think? What do you think? A good episode, bad episode, kind of down the middle? What do you think? Uh, to be honest with you, I try not to think in terms of like that. But I think it's going to be some good topics to break into here because we just had a historic fight. I'm waiting to talk about that. Some more stuff that people didn't ask for in regards to gaming. Can't wait to talk about that. And then I'm going to talk about a rich man's contract that will never pay me one red cent. So <laughs> these are all things I'm in, all things I'm into. All things I'm into. I'm all feeling right. uh feeling pretty loosey goosey tonight. You know something near and dear to my heart, right? Because we're going to be talking about a little bit of fighting here. This is something I, I I like to talk about. I like to talk about what it's like to actually get into a physical altercation. Okay. People talk about things all the time. You know, you hear people scream things. People say things. Generally, there's usually this psychological reaction. Like, I'm going to say this, and hopefully it dissuades you from reacting to what I've said. But if I puff up enough, then you won't press me on that. The thing I love most about fighting is you get to see the realest form of that person. Okay. How they react in the fight is how they're going to react most times in any scenario. Unless they're a loud mouth. And I think we got to see a lot of that this weekend in regards to fighting. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. I'm I'm pumped up as an MMA fan. We got a huge fight coming up this weekend. It's going to be absolutely amazing or it's going to be a snore fest because it's two technical strikers. And I can't make sense of it in my head. I can't pronounce the other woman's name, but I can't pronounce her challenger, Holly Holmes. It's going to be a huge fight, man. Actually, you can't this pronounce her name. She doesn't have an S on the end of it. Holmes? Holmes. Holly Holmes. Holm. Holm. <laughs> Holmes, Holmes, Holm. I hope. There's I no hope. I really, There's Holmes. no S, dude. I really hope. I really hope Holly wins this fight, man. I keep thinking about yeah. it. I keep thinking about like everything that's happened to her in her career. But we'll get into that another time. What's been going on with you, Green Shirt? Nothing, man. Yeah, nothing. We missed the show on Friday, which is mm -hmm. okay. Life happens, right? I uh, wasted a very, very good camera angle. Uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, actually, very sad about wasting that incredible camera angle. Um, but yeah, that's it. Got back from house sitting what, yesterday, the day before, something like that, and everything's good. Yeah, you look like you've been doing some uh, hunting in a in a, in a green area, like somewhere where you like. I can something... count the times on one hand that I've been into the woods, my friend, and none of them have been hunting. <laughs> I can't. There's something different about you. There's something I either like or dislike a great deal, but it looks pretty cool. Where'd you get that shirt from, man? That's that is yeah, like I a boss move. I have no That's idea. A... <laughs> if you what think you I know, no... if you think I know where I buy okay. my clothes, you are hold on, hold on for a second. I, I categorically reject the concept of you not knowing where you buy your clothes. Let's walk through it together. Was it digital? Was it a digital purchase? Or did no, you go to it was a place? In, it was a person. <laughs> Where would you go? Where was it in? Was it outside? Was that an That what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong. <laughs> you see, you see, that's what I'm talking about. Don't be ashamed of your purchases, man. I like H and M. Do I like a couple shirt. of I like going in there. I I like the under service oh, from the people on. that work there. It's like, excuse me, I'm just looking for some. Uh, and they're like, mm, mm, and they kind of like disintegrate like, into the room. I'm only here for the heroin. <laughs> that's how I feel about people at H and M, dude. I don't know. I don't like any of them. Uh, I'd rather them, uh, stay away from me uh, more times than not. Uh, 
You haven't been to an H and M in California? No, it's, I haven't. <laughs> it's it's the gold standard. <laughs> I said hello to a person that behind the counter three times as she was ringing me up. I'm like hello, and she didn't respond. I'm like, oh okay, hi, thank you very much. And she didn't respond again. I'm like, hello, bitch. I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. I like the shirt though, man. I, I like it, man. Very uh. I don't know. It fits you. Like you're gonna go solve some crimes. Like you're really gonna get knee deep. Like you should have a catchphrase or something like that. I'm, I'm definitely never gonna solve any crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm definitely never gonna have a catchphrase. You know, I'm not gonna have a fucking bazinga. You know, <laughs> you gotta have a bazinga, man. I'm, absolutely not. <laughs> There's very, very, very slim, uh, very slim chance of that. <laughs> you know what? You could do it when you go to uh when you go to like funerals you're not invited to <laughs> you could just have a bazinga you say when people realize that you don't know anyone at the funeral yet you've eaten up all the shrimp and deviled eggs at the, at the little table deviled that would probably be more deviled eggs my maneuver I, no they're not dude. deviled eggs are amazing i've spoke about this many times i i don't like them for, for some reason i know many people that do i just don't <laughs> man i can't fucking stand them what's not to like and an aborted egg eggs. <laughs> fetus. Eggs. That's what's not to like. <laughs> Cut open, left open to the environment with mayonnaise on it. Just collecting all the room temperature germs. It's uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that thought alone actually makes it even more disgusting. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Ah, man. Great fights this weekend, huh? Fight card is very good. Very, very good. Even the the like, man, the main card itself was kind of not, you know, there wasn't many good, there wasn't many fights on it, right? Like, the only two fights that we're concerned about on on that were co-main and main, and sometimes right. that that happens, right? There's sometimes that happens, and sometimes they they stack the cards. Um, it turns out that that flyweight fight, the the Kai Kara France versus Brandon Royval, was the best mm -hmm. fight of the fucking night, like. The Sajara Eubanks fight was was fairly good, and the Very two gentlemen, uh, the first, the opening fight of the card, the two gentlemen, I can't pronounce their names, and it was also a good fight. So, yeah, it turned out to be a very very good card. Actually, I picked co-main and main event correctly months ago, so I was happy about that. Yeah, and that's kind of where we stand. You have you have Blakovich winning. Uh, I, you I have... had Blakovich winning. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I haven't texted oh, yeah. you. I couldn't wait for Dom to get destroyed. Dude. Uh... All right, so let's let's dial this back. Let's go back, right? Sure. So, because I got home, I got home very fairly late from work, and uh, I missed most of the uh, the prelims, which is fine. Prelims were not bad either. Um, yeah, I watched them for sure. So as I'm making my way through and, you know, we're getting ready for the main event, I'm watching Sarge, a fighter I don't enjoy watching. And it's not even that I have anything against Sarge. I actually enjoy her journey from the Ultimate Fighter. She's made some real gains in her fighting style. Uh, she used to be very grapple heavy, and now she's getting her striking is just starting to clean up. And it's great to watch someone go through that. I thought she was a little bit small for this fight. It was the first time she got bullied in uh, the octagon by someone a little bit more physical than her. Sure. But she hung in there. I have a great deal of respect for people that can hang in there against adversity. You know, it's easy to jump ship on the game plan and just kind of concede the point. But she stayed in the fight. Actually, she threw some pretty good, damn good combos throughout the fight, too. Man, I saw a couple of body hooks and uh, up tops right after the hook. 
that looked amazing. I think that the one thing that she had definitely had going against her is she wasn't able to grind this girl out, which is hard to do when someone's taller than you and they probably outweigh you by 10 pounds. But neither here nor there. That was a great fight. <laughs> I'm going to jump right to the co-main and uh, just talk about like the fundamentals of kickboxing. And this is why I always laugh when people talk about how athletic a fighter is. Because I think being athletic definitely has a lot to do. It has a lot to do with your cardio. has a lot to do with your ability to execute. But you can never forget that Dominic Reyes just started his striking career when he started training MMA. Sure. right? And Blagovich has been doing Muay Thai and kickboxing probably longer than uh, he's been in the, in the UFC. And it showed, man. It absolutely showed. I texted a few people during the fight once the first body kick landed, and I was like, well, that's the fight, isn't it? And everyone unanimously said in my text group, like, yeah, that's it. Like, that's absolutely it. Like, I could not see Dominic Reyes clawing his way back in. And actually, at one point, it was amazing, because I can only imagine what it was like to be Blakovich's corner, because it's like you train for so long, right? Mm-hmm. You go through training camps, injury back into the training camp not including general gym time you know just rolling sparring doing road work stuff like that and you have a vision in your head of how the fight's gonna go and i'm almost positive that the fight went nearly as close to the way blockovich wanted it to go upon execution and it was it was beautiful yeah absolutely man he he went out there and put on a clinic honestly that body kick disgusting went back to the exact same spot how many times i don't know reyes came out flat-footed and really just wasn't pushing the pace that that you usually expect out of dominic reyes right usually expect him to come out and and put on a crazy crazy pace i think he threw 81 strikes in the first round of the the jones fight Um, right and i don't even know if he got 50 strikes off in the in this fight total 51 total strikes in this uh in this fight i you know, I, I man, it's hard to say what happened to Dom Reyes or what was what the camp was leading up to this. You know, he went to five rounds with Jones. You know, was he worried about his cardio going into it, having to go five rounds again potentially? Right? There were how many how many different things could have could have been going through his head to come out and be flat footed and be kind of the opposite of the fighter that we usually expect out of Dominic Reyes, right? And um, yeah, I, I don't take I, no discredit to Blakovich, right? He went out there and. Literally to a T, on his uh, on his fight plan, executed it and then finished him in the second round. But I'm curious on on you know where the where the output and the pace was from Reyes. I think the output and the pace, in my opinion, got shut down quickly okay. from that kick, I, from I the think, body kicks, right? Not not just from the body kicks. I think it was a little traps too that Blakovich was uh was setting up because so Reyes and again you know I just gotta look at it i'm i'm looking at it logically from my vantage point right so in the fight with jones versus reyes reyes is going to do something to a fighter like jones which jones is going to let him do jones is going to keep distance and keep tagging you and you come in and he's hoping to catch you slipping and then maybe take you to the ground and pile you out um with someone like brokovich that can match your power with technique I really do think that it wasn't a matter, and I'm I'm not doubting Dom Reyes as a man. Like I think it takes a lot of like strength to just step into the octagon and fight your way there. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a different beast when you stand in front of someone that's like, yeah, no, my my strategy is not point fighting. Like I'm not here to okay. win. <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah, here yeah, to yeah, win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to win rounds. I'm here to inflict damage. And yeah. like, and it, you know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. you know, Blagovich is not going to give you an inch during a stare down. 
He's not going to give you much to work with in regards to media days. You're not, you don't know what's going on in this guy's head. He's genuinely there having fun. I agree that Reyes uh, became flat-footed, but I really do. Just from my vantage point, I really do think it was like, oh, crap. You know, like, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I'm, you know, like, I didn't anticipate this. And I think you're right. I, Right. You know, it's subjective. We're, it's just you and me talking, right? I think you're right, though. I think he really did think. He's like, you know, I beat John Jones. He probably woke up in the morning and said, you know, I beat John Jones, right? Like to himself in the mirror. Like I beat everywhere he went. He goes to Starbucks, like, hey, you know, I took a little bit more soy on that because I beat John Jones and I should be the champion. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter to Blackovich, right? Does not matter no, to a guy who's no. having a resurgence in his career at the age of 37 with the greatest podcast on earth, talking with a dad. You can find us at talking with a dad everywhere across the platform, rooting him on the entire way. And he sunned him. And we clapped. <laughs> I was clapping with Ella. I literally almost jumped out the window and ran back in the house because I was like, yes, Dom, you deserve this. Yeah. Why do you deserve it? You deserve it. Tell them why. Tell the people why Dom deserves this. Zach has a better way of putting this. Just give him a little history of Dom Reyes after the Jones fight. Man, this guy since <laughs> since since losing to John Jones, right in a decision, right has has done the whole media gambit of I beat John Jones, right? I should be the champion. I beat him. I beat him. I and I just fucking can't. I can't stand it, man. I, I, like. It is what it is, right? But that that man did the whole fucking who else who else did this recently? That was really uh, Sean bad. O'Malley. Sean O'Malley. <laughs> he did Sean O'Malley to a fucking to a tenfold man, and it was bad. It was bad. You can't go around after you lose. It's something I think that it, that in in what it takes being a champion, right, is understanding where you lost and, and where your shortcomings are and where you need to go going forward. You can't, after losing to potentially the greatest fighter to ever do it, right, you can't go around going, man, I, I beat that guy, right? And you definitely can't call him out for a fucking rematch because we see how that goes when there's a rematch, right? right. Dom Ray yeah. is one made it out of the third round. Probably would, it probably would have been faster than, than Blokovich took him out, but... I don't know, man. I just I don't like when it's almost disrespectful to say, you know, you you're allowed to say after the fight, like, hey, listen, I believe I won that fight, but you know, John won it. That's that's how the decision went. Like, congratulations to him, right? That's different, right? To say that, but to go around and going just essentially denying the fact that you lost that fight when on paper you did is is unreasonable. I think another thing too, man, is uh, to say that the man left the light heavyweight division because he's scared. I don't think. I forgot about that. That's fucking. That's just hilarious, right? But you know, it's. But here's here's another thing. I want to dial back in because you got me really thinking about it now, right? I think another reason Reyes was uh, looked flat footed and probably eventually became very flat footed. So he did acknowledge something that happened to him in a Jones fight that he doesn't want to acknowledge verbally. He started to gas after coming at John. Yeah. Two full rounds, and he slowed down. And that's Absolutely. what allowed John to creep back in that fight. You know, you were there at my house. Arguably, I think uh, they could have gave that decision to Reyes, and it wouldn't have been a bad decision if you decided to give it to him at all. Could have went out of but, yeah, but in this fight, I think he was trying to pace himself with Blakovich, and Blakovich was like, you do that. I came to win. Though, so you, whatever strategy you have worked out in your head where you're going to keep distance and you're going to save some into the fourth round, that all went out the window when he started putting damage on him. And the funny thing about it was, too, was you could kind of see at a certain point that Reyes, in my mind, no disrespect to Reyes, 
tasted power of someone else for the first time, right? When you're used to being the hammer and then someone makes you the nail, it can be a little thing hard, a little the hard uh, moment to get over. But sure. I'm, I'm sure Dom Reyes is going to come back from this strong as hell. Who do you got for him next to make his climb back up? Do you push him back two fights or you give him one fight, get him right back in the mix? What do you Reyes? think? Reyes, man, that's, yeah. I, I don't know. Honestly, I really don't. Um, I don't even know who is in the lightweight, light heavyweight division at the moment, <laughs> to be fair. Um, <laughs> Winner of Santos, Glover Teixeira, maybe, and then see see where it goes from there. That's probably not a bad fight. Um, right. I I honestly don't know at the moment. There's rumors Yoel Romero wants to move up to 205. That might not be a bad fight if Yoel wants to move up. Um, yeah, there's probably a few fights for him. I would have to I would have to sit down and look at it though. I I got the perfect one for you, and it's gonna blow your socks off right now. Okay. You know Anthony. You know Anthony Rumble Johnson is still in the <laughs> testing pool, right? <laughs> He's not eligible until like January. <laughs> Look, but Reyes Reyes took a pretty bad knockout. He needs to take a little time, right? You get him, <laughs> oh you, 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 you let you, you let him come back from that, and then you bring back the guy that everyone was scared of before there was the Holy Francis and Gano. Right? Oh, you bring back man. Anthony Rumble Johnson is going to need a tune-up fight, but they're going to want something. Where it's like, hey, how quickly can we get him back into the title contention talk if he actually comes back? Yeah. Put him against put him against Dom Reyes, the only guy to ever beat John Jones. I could sell it right now. Right? I got the promo ad worked out in my head. You know, I beat John Jones. We'll cut in every time Reyes has tweeted or said aloud, I beat John Jones. Hey, and it's then a, it's a nine minute clip though. Every time the clip, every, it's going. You see another piece of Anthony Rumble Johnson's face. Not every to, time, not yeah. to people out. Right, exactly. <laughs> At what fucking eighty-five? Oh man, yeah. I mean, that's not a, not not the worst fight I've heard of. You know, I was thinking, you know, maybe Anthony Smith. No, come on, that's not fair. To they do both the they Smith. both lost two fights in a row. That's that's right. Good point. But do you, you know, really got do you got Smith getting out of there? It depends, man. It depends. If Smith can bring him into, you know, if it's a main event, right? And if right. Smith can bring him into rounds four and five, Smith, I think Smith can win. I think Smith's got a clear advantage on the ground, and he's a durable son of a and, like he's, and cardio and, and, and cardio. cardio. Uh, can you believe uh, Anthony Smith used to be a high school wrestler? Could you imagine that? Like before the tattoos and like looking like a, a you know, when you think of a cage fighter, Anthony Smith is a guy. Someone showed you a picture. It's like a career day. It's like, oh, that's got that guy's a cage fighter. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> like no one even says that anymore. But when you hear the word cage fighter, Anthony Smith's face is synonymous yeah, with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's funny to think about him like in high school at one point being a high school wrestler. But I, I digress. Him versus Dom Reyes, this is my only problem, right? I think it gives Dom too much confidence. I need him to step in there with someone. No, that's what I want. I want him to give him too yeah. much confidence. To see oh, him get broken it? down again. <laughs> There's nothing like you got to tell both of the guys they're about to get cut, right? I think you go back to those days in the UFC. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, hey, guys, it's me, Dana. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fuck Notice you guys. <laughs> both one two fight losing streets. Company's not doing very well. Next loss guy gets cut. <laughs> <laughs> Sells itself. So here's the next thing. Right? Here's something yeah. very exciting. So first, I'm going to start by saying this. Right. 
Izzy, I don't know if you caught this, but Izzy definitely humped Paula Costa. No, no, I've seen it, and I've seen the gift <laughs> a thousand times from about three different angles, and it's pretty funny. Let's be Paula fair. Costa, Paula Costa is not happy. Mad. <laughs> he is angry. But I tell you what, if I were Paula Costa, I could be as angry as I want. I, I'm hiring a fucking hitman to take Izzy out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can be a as angry as you want about it but when you see him in public you're gonna find a reason not to let that altercation no, no, you're gonna find a reason to say that you weren't there yeah right you guys could be sitting at the fucking same coffee shop three tables from each other and if i'm paula costa i'm fucking smoke bombing running away <laughs> gone <laughs> man dude, like, i'm fucking beat down dude it was a beat down. So let's get let's get into the specifics, right? Because we're not just gonna just let this go. I know that UFC might not be one of our best topics, but we're we're, we're gonna talk about this. It's our favorite topic, though. It's our favorite topic, and if you're still here, you're our favorite type Good of fan. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing, right? So we got we, we got we got to break the whole thing down. Was it the biggest fight in UFC middleweight history, biggest, according to that? A biggest, as in like most views, most pay per view purchases most clicks on on media websites probably yeah probably i would agree with that now would you say it's the most historic fight in ufc no. history no, no no absolutely not man you got a you got a fairly new champion was he defended once twice defended this once the... right he defended against you well this is a second defense right yeah second defense yes it's a second defense right middleweight who someone has a fucking a, a stupid amount of defenses at middleweight right silva maybe it is yeah. As what, like eight, ten, something like nah, that? I think, I think it's nine. Yeah, nine. something like that. Yeah, there you go. It doesn't matter. No, so two. So the second de title defense doesn't matter, right? Maybe for right. maybe a seventh title defense, and then those are historic after that because he's like on the run towards Silva's record. Maybe uh, Paulo Costa. I, I've argued this many times. I don't think deserved to be there. He didn't right. really. He beat a forty-year-old Johnny Hendricks. He beat a, a Uriah Hall, who fucking hasn't beat Uriah Hall at this point. And me, that's a good point. Um, and <laughs> he uh, arguably lost to Yoel Romero. The yes. argument could be made that that was a very bad decision. Um, right. To me, that doesn't mean you get a title fight, right? But to the UFC, it does. So you know, I'm not the matchmaker. I'm not Sean Shelby. Um, well, hold on now, and let's not abandon your point here really quickly, right? You know, I'd like to work things out and play devil's advocate, so I'm going to assume your point of view for a second, and then let's talk about this. Now, let's think about what happened to get a guy like Paula Colster there, right? Okay. Because it, I, I've been doing some deep diving into the UFC records. They don't know that I sneak in the building late at night, and I just kind of <laughs> You've been in the archives, huh? <laughs> Rifling through Dana's uh, stuff. <laughs> but there were a few things that happened to make this fight happen. Darren Till was who they really wanted to fight uh izzy i don't know if you know this but him and izzy have had like a friendly back and forth on uh sure, ig yeah, and, for a while and, and, and twitter a very respectful stuff it's the type of stuff you want to see if you're a fight fan so that fight obviously can't happen because till lost to uh to whitaker right all right so that that's out they're really i didn't realize how shallow the middleweight it's division had become up until the point where Paula Costa, because you don't have Vitor in there anymore. Luke Rockhold's gone. Chris Weidman can't earn, you know, he has to arguably earn his way back up, Correct. even after being Correct. a winning. He was, we got to give him his respect. He was a winning his champion. So, yes, I can concede to the fact that Paula Costa, his road is, if he would have became champion, it was not one of those roads to becoming champion that people would want to use in your highlight reel. 
even though the UFC would do it. Uh, we had talked about this one night after the show, past the victory, and we were going back and forth. And I said, the only way I see Costa doing this is getting in there and working the body. And then I sent, sent you the clip of Uriah Hall with the punch he used to knock uh, Paula Costa down. Mm-hmm. And I said to you that night, because you were explaining to me your point why he didn't deserve to be there. I was like, Izzy wins by wor- working, a, uh, by just having a perfect fight. Absolutely perfect and shutting him down. Sure. Would you say that was a perfect performance from Izzy? Um, you know, I don't want to say yes, but it was fairly close. I thought he was, uh, I thought he was a little slow off the start, but he's just so accurate. It's it's hard. It's hard for anybody to take that kind of not even just volume, but just perfectly accurate strikes wherever now he did go he did go to that lead leg immediately and threw what 20 leg kicks in the first round round, which i actually didn't have that on my fucking ufc 253 bingo card uh, of (laughs) israel adesanya going 20 20 kicks in a row essentially to that front leg and immobilized him immediately right he immobilized him a hundred percent so that was really smart you know he, he had a great game plan he stuck to his game plan, and and I think yeah, he probably executed it as well as he could have. Um, it's interesting though because uh, I was listening to Chell's breakdown, and I thought the same thing. There were some bizarre moments in this fight, right? So there was a bizarre moment where <laughs> Paulo was uh <laughs> like taunting Izzy, but you're losing the fight. Yeah. So typically, what happens is you taunt someone when you're winning, winning the, the fight, fight, right? To bait him, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only way you get to taunt is if you're bleeding out your mouth. And you, you, know, you know the rules of cage fighting. You stick your tongue out, let the guy know that you're bleeding, but you like the taste of your old blood, that type of stuff. Sure. You don't get to put your hands behind your back as if you're going to do the McGregor and catch someone with two piece with a two-piece combo when you've been getting your ass kicked the entire first round. Right. And then even more importantly, you don't get to continue those antics as you're losing the fight, mm-hmm. right? At some point, you have to switch it up, right? So you have to go, if my game plan was to get in and work the body, I have to be willing at this point because I'm getting chopped up from the outside sure. to get in there and fight. That's- and I think that's why Calvin Gaslam will be the toughest fight that Izzy ever had in the UFC. Because Calvin went in there and he said, I don't, you know, I don't care about what you're going to do to me, but I have to get my offense off at any cost, True. you know, at, at, at any cost. And his boxing's a lot slicker, obviously. Uh, to your point about not deserving to be there, I have to 100% agree. Paul <laughs> looked like a guy that just got yeah. signed to the UFC that night in that fight. Yeah, it was it was it was embarrassing that he was there uh, almost right. Unfortunately, there's no one else right now that a either doesn't have a fight or b is deserving of a title shot, right? There's arguments to be made for Cannoneer. You know, he's he's beat a few people in a row, but not much more impressive than than what Paulo had beat. Um, Cannoneer but has a fight scheduled, right? He has a fight scheduled against Robert Whitaker. The, the winner of that fight is the next title shot, in my opinion. Yeah. Whitaker wins that. Whitaker gets the title shot again, right? That's just a respect thing. Even if you know the first fight was non-competitive, Whitaker gets that because he was a, he was a champion for a while. Um, Jared Cannoneer. Wins against Whitaker again. You beat you beat one of the greats, right? In my opinion, right? One of the one of the better fighters, if not ever, in that division uh, of in Robert Whitaker. Yeah, you know that's the next that's the next contender spot. Darren Till has to get through Jack Hermanson. That that fight is scheduled. Um, If Till does that, I think Till is still another fight away from from a title shot. 
Um, I think he was he fought for a title against Woodley, right? That was, he was super yeah. rushed into that. Um, yeah, you know, he had won maybe like three fights in the UFC total and and had gotten pushed into a title shot. Give the kid some time, right? He, he's super young. His career is super young as well. Um, yeah, You're talking about a kid that was willing to abandon his children to pursue his fighting career. You, you know, you, a hero in my book. Um, <laughs> you know, I I don't know who or what or where or how who gets the next title shot, but it's it's not, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know so, where, where it goes from here. So let's address the Izzy going to 205 stuff. So this is where reality comes in, right? We got to be realistic now. Skill level, yes. Izzy has a type of skill where he can go up and probably be extremely successful until he comes into conflict with someone who has maybe not the same skill level but can match his skill level with power on top of that right here's and what happens if he goes to 205 though right here's the issue with, with champions going up they're going to fight the champion of that division and yeah as as technical and as as great as Izzy is he might even be the best striker in the ufc at the moment blockovich is, is not is just gonna do the same thing i think he did to reyes honestly so, I, here's the thing right Let's say John Jones does actually come back, beats the break off the poor Polish champion, right? Or the Polish champion destroys John Jones. Uh, <laughs> you just got to look at this thing realistically. All you people calling for the fight with John, you're, you're trying to get this kid hurt because this. Yeah. It, it's like <laughs> you're, you're literally serving up an aging champion, the perfect type of win he wants. You, you're repeating Canelo versus Mayweather is what's happening, right? You're putting a young stud up against a, a wily old veteran. I think John's just going to get his hands on him, and that's going to be the end of the fight right there because it's just going to boil down to strength. I agree that John Blackovich is going to kick Izzy's front leg out, and that's going to be the end of the fight right Pretty then and much, there. But, yeah. But I'll tell you who's not going to be able to talk shit for a little while on uh, on Twitter is Paul Paul Acosta because he's right <laughs> up there with the Jordan meme right now. So Jordan, <laughs> you can have Jordan meme crying at the sight of Izzy humping Paulo, and I think it would be uh, amazing. That's good. That's a, you just made a meme, dude. I, I've never done that. That's pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's next for Izzy. It's hard. It, yeah, you know, there's a few th moving pieces. It might you you know we might not see Izzy fight again for another nine months, um, because you gotta you have to let the Cannoneer Whitaker fight happen. That's next month, right? You yeah. have to let the Till Hermanson fight happen. That's December, right? And then you get, you have to give him a proper training camp after that. So we, you know we, we earliest we see Adesanya fight again uh, as a defense is six six to seven months in my opinion. I would agree with that. And then we have this crazy uh, guy from Switzerland. I can't, uh, the guy with the hair lip, I can't pronounce his name. Comes uh, uh, at Chimaev. He doesn't deserve a title shot yet. Um, no, he does not. As good as he is, he needs to fight a Derek Brunson. He needs to fight, you know, the issue is, is he fights two, two weight classes, right? 70 and 85. Yeah. Um, so it makes it very difficult to tell what, what he needs to do next. Uh, at 85, Brunson or Chris Weidman are probably a very good fight for him. Um, at 70, I, I don't even know at the moment. 70's kind of shallow too, isn't it? Um, so actually, actually no, it's 70's not that bad. He's going. 70's popping off. 70's popping off right now. Apparently he's supposed to fight Maya, but I don't know if that's actually confirmed yet. So, okay. I was you, you, you led me for the setup. Remember I sent you the thing with him saying, give me the skinny guy. I'm not sure if that's how he sounds, but remember I, I sent you a picture of that and it had a picture of Israel, but apparently that was directed at Neil Magny. 
because he wants I don't to. Know if it was, but Neil Magny wants to fight him. Yeah, and I've never seen Neil call anybody call out. anyone out. He's just like, hey man, I showed up. They said I was fighting, and I fought. <laughs> I don't know what a training campus. Neil Magny would be a good fight for him. Um, yeah, give him Neil Magny, but then still, you know, he has to fight a Wonder Boy. He has to fight maybe a, a potentially. He has to fight someone who's going to grapple him, right? Maya is a good example yeah. of that. Michael Chiesa yeah. is probably not a bad example of that of that as well. Of someone yeah. who's going to take him to the ground and see see really where the limits are of his ground game. Um, and then after that, he's going to have to fight fucking Leon Edwards or some shit, right? Like, yeah. if he fights, if Chamaya fights, if he fights Maya, right? Because we're still not sure that that's happening. Um, I don't see that confirmed anywhere. Um, but if he fights Maya, that gets the ground game question. I'll say he beats him, right? That gets the ground game question out. Um, that's fine. Um, he still has to fight a, sh- a really good striker. I don't know if I like Masvidal in, in that, um, although Masvidal would, would actually probably pose a lot of issues for him. Um, Leon Edwards would be incredible for that. Colby Covington might be pretty good good for him there. But I agree with the uh, the Colby Covington thing because I think he needs to fight a pressure fighter. A pressure fighter. That's a good, That's very good, yeah. I think he needs to fight, and that's why I want him to fight Neil because, you know, it's time to get off or take a crap for Neil, right? At this point in his career, Neil's either going to make a real run for the championship, you know, or he's just, you know, he's just going to be a gatekeeper. So I think putting them up against each other is great because you're not rushing this kid into a fight that he might not be prepared for, but you are giving him someone that's going to test them in a way that he's tested other people. And we'll see if he welts. If he can't handle the pressure of being overly grappled or having someone coming directly at him, then that's, we know a lot about him. If he beats Neil, then I say you give him Kobe. Right then and there, give yeah. Kobe some. You give yeah. him someone to fight. Get the juices going for the public. People are going to be clamoring for that. Man. If he beat, if he beats Kobe, if he if he beats Kobe, don't you you give him Leon Edwards? Don't you give him to Kamar Usman just yet? But here's the issue: <laughs> What division does he want to fight at? Does he want That's to fight point. at seventy or does he want to fight at eighty-five? Because in my opinion. As new, like it's okay if Cowboy does it, right? Cowboy's right. not in title contention. Cowboy's gonna fill in for a thousand fights a year. It is what it is when Cowboy fights, right? This guy is 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 going to be a legitimate title contender at some point in the next two years, the next year right. and a half even, right? If he takes the the Adesanya route of just fighting a bunch and getting straight up to a title shot, uh, he has to pick a division though. Um, yeah, a seventy might be the better division for him. Uh. Yeah, but this is a quality problem to have with a fighter like this. I'm sure yeah. Dana's licking his licking his <laughs> chops right now. He's like, man, oh, this is. You know what's crazy about this, Zach? There was a time when people wanted to do this for years, and Dana would stop them. He would not let people jump up and down from the divisions. Connor broke at that, all, right? and Connor broke it, and they finally saw the light. And it's like it's something that made boxing really exciting. It's something that makes boxing continue to be exciting. Exciting sure. is seeing divisions go against each other. Yeah, yeah. But didn't BJ Penn do that? Didn't BJ Penn fight up and down the fucking up and down the weight classes? That man fought Leota Machida. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I'm not lying. No, I know. I know. I know. He, he fought up and, like I said, up and down the weight classes. Um, he did. He went up. He, I believe, he held the belt. Help me out here. I think he held the belt at 155. I'm not sure if he got it at 145. He might have. I know he lost his one. Uh, he lost his 155 belt to Frankie Edgar, who then in turn lost it to uh, Benson Henderson. And I don't know if BJ Pym ever held a 145 belt. 
I know he's a two division champion. I don't know which division. Welterweight. He won. He won. I think he won the welterweight belt one time too. Someone help me out in the comments, man. This is why we need to switch to the live feed so we can have the fan in and he can correct. Um, he won fifty five and welterweight. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. It's crazy to think that BJ Penn was a champion of anything, but at one point he was considered the elite of the elite. Yeah. Like, do you know people used to say his striking was futuristic? These are words. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like it was Goldie. I'm not sure if it counts. For <laughs> Listen, a guy who's guy who's been fighting that long, I guess he could, there's been a lot of things said about him. Um, None of them. Good. Usman versus uh, Gilbert Burns is almost confirmed for December. No, I didn't know that, man. It's an interesting fight. That's going to be a very, very, very grindy, very dirty boxing type of fight. Or yeah. it's going to turn out to be like Colby Covington versus Usman, two wrestlers that. That, fight. Decide when... <laughs> yeah. that was a good fight, man. That was a great fight. I don't even, I, you know, Covington after. I don't know if you've seen Covington talk recently. He does this thing where he's like, no, I mean, Usman didn't even beat me, right? And oh. and then Usman did the, uh, yeah, but I broke your face. The ref had to stop it. I broke your face. Like, that's a delusional man, too. But, you know, uh, for many other reasons. Um, if RDA wasn't fighting uh, Islam Makachev in October, that would be a good fight for Chemaev. Yeah, I wish it was earlier RDA though. Early, like you know, ball to walls RDA. This RDA is, uh, you know, he's a, you know, he's at the twilight of his career, but still very dangerous. Very dangerous. That yeah. would be a good. Fight. Give him a vet. Give him a give him a legit vet. I would love to go to one of uh, Damian Maya's uh, BJJ uh, BJJ clinics. Have you, have you ever look it up? I can't think of a nicer guy to be a teacher. He's like, no, 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 no. You hook the leg and then you wrench the neck. But it sounds so, <laughs> you know it sounds so coming out of his mouth. <laughs> because essentially what he's saying is make sure he can't escape and then you strangle him. But do it do it peacefully. <laughs> he's a legit, legit fucking uh jits guy, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know what, Zach? I gotta tell you, buddy, we had a good week in the fights, man. And we got it. I was, I mean, obviously, besides uh, missing the show and being drunk from uh, my anniversary shenanigans, but I, I went to bed after the fights, and I was like, you know what? That was worth the money. I was, I, I will yeah, admit, I leaving, leaving from the prelims into the main event. You know, I was trying to stay optimistic. You sent me a text that read to the effect of, "There's not been one exciting fight," yet. and I was starting to get worried, and I didn't want to give voice to it. And I'm just like, it's, it's gonna. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be okay. But it did good. I think they need to remove Angela Hill. This is the last thing I have to say about fights, and I wanted to hear what you thought about it. Angela Hill should be removed from the commentary table, right? She's too nasally. She's a great fighter. Is she there? Yes, she was in the post <laughs> Oh, I see. I don't watch the post-fight stuff. Oh, you don't watch I, the I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, oh, it's After some of the my fights favorite. are over, I'm I'm done. I might go back and say if like, you know, if someone said something interesting, like say, say Dana said something about somebody, I'll go back to watch the watch the clip of it. But I, I don't have a I don't have a time to watch a two hour interview <laughs> fucking conference after the fight. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Did you know it was say- only it was only Anik and Paul Felder for this fight? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. It was only the two of them. I thought that I thought that was weird. There's usually three. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, DC didn't feel like traveling, and I don't blame him. He's retired, traveling to uh, Abu Dhabi, 
I feel as if though it might be kind of isolating there because it sounds great, right? When they pitch it to you, hey Zach, you're gonna be commentating on Fight Island, and then you get there and you realize you can't leave your room. <laughs> no, you can't leave the island after you're done with quarantine. You can leave the room, right? Oh, because they're controlling on who is coming in and out of the island, right? So they're fairly certain that if if you know everyone has been tested as stringent as they are testing, then no one on the island is going to have COVID. Yeah, but they have this kind of scheduled thing where you're able to like meander and walk around on a schedule. So it's like, hey, what time are you guys going out to do road work? Because we don't want you to bump into these guys, get anyone infected. And you're just, a, you're just a, you know, you're just a commentator. Dana would, you know, he, yeah, but he like lets these guys start. went in like race cars the, the last time they were there because it's the hotel that they're in is is in and uh, the F1 track goes under it, right? Like. It's like SeaWorld, man. We think those penguins and dolphins are happy, but how do we know they're no, really happy? they're not. We, we know they're not. <laughs> this is fucking proven by science. SeaWorld is a fucking animal prison, and it should be shut down. It's a crazy I thing about this. strongly record. about that. No, whenever you bring it up to a SeaWorld rep, they're like, no, that's not true. That's not true. That penguin died from happiness. He said, look at how happy he is, and they're kicking it around. We don't think about <laughs> abuse or death of no, any animal. absolutely not. I think I tweeted out recently that even an, even an animal death in, like, uh, in movies is fucking jarring. Yeah, absolutely. I think the reason people can't... Don't get me started on it. I, I, cruelty to animals, children, and uh, homeless people, and elderly, and just animals yeah. i don't care about the rest of those things uh they're not things they're living creatures you psychopath just animals uh you got anything else you want to say about this lovely evening of uh fights buddy no that's wait. about it wait hold on for a second how did you like paul felder and anik by themselves because there's actually a debate going on about paul felder and anakin i i didn't mind it um yeah i i think uh you know i don't like when it's cruise Felder and Anik, because I think Cruz gets on Paul Felder's nerves a lot, um, <laughs> which is funny, but it's also kind of annoying when it's it's almost confrontational when they're talking to each other. Um, <laughs> I th no, I thought it was fine. I didn't mind it that much. Who's your uh, your dynamic duo for the fights? Like, if you had to pick them, who would you have? Two or three? Uh, I prefer two. The third person generally gets on my nerve because they're fighting for airtime. So I'm gonna say two. Um, Felder DC maybe. Bis I would like to if Bisping would do it. Maybe I would like to. I would like to do Bisping. Uh, no, Bisping does do it. Bisping DC. Maybe yeah. Bisping. I could do with that. I would like to bring Chell. And uh, I don't think see Chell won't do it, man. I don't think Chell has anything no. to do with the UFC anymore. No, he's like you got. Well, I mean, you know, it's with the cheating thing and all that Fuck stuff. Bellator and steroids. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you guide me, big guy, because you got some great stuff that you added here. These were obviously the topics for another show, but you still picked them, and I like them. So you, <laughs> all you go old news, all old news. See, there's been one glaring question on my mind for the last, I don't, how long How long have we been doing this show? A year, more than a year, right? Why right, the fuck right, right. do you like Facebook live streaming so much? I'll tell you why I like it so much, right after I catch this timestamp right here. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> I like, so here's here's the thing, right? I'm willing for you to call me old and to call me all the mean things that you say about me uh, when I say I like stuff. But God damn it, I'm setting myself up. I just I can see the pain coming. Right now. So I, <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I'm, I'm almost offended by it. Almost. <laughs> so I like I went on the other day, right? 
and uh i was watching someone stream they're playing warzone i don't know the young lady's name but you told me she dates someone from the cdl or for a fairly famous uh cod player well known oh may you're talking about yeah. may who's who dates diesel who is an original you know fight me on this but a founding member of optic back in the day I was on okay. the Optic competitive team for a long time before it actually went to a legitimate competitive team. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Diesel. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've I looked him up once you told me who he was, and I saw I was like, oh, dude's obviously got skills. Everyone's got skills comparatively to me. But I went to go check out her stream because I didn't even know I had live alerts for her on my uh, on my Facebook. So I click into it, and I got to tell you honestly, man. Like I've watched a lot of people on Twitch. And I've only engaged with a few people. I follow one guy called Zach in plays. Check him out. Twitch TV. You know, I was following Doc when he was on there. And then that was about it. I couldn't get into anyone else. I watched her stream for an hour and laughed my ass off the entire time. I, who was she playing with? Uh, I don't know her buddy. I don't know her buddy's name, but I know that they were running around in Warzone. And literally this like. It was a good carry. Like she carried this guy and she was very humble about carrying him. Like he got downed every this man went to the gulag more than anyone else I've seen. And he came back in. She brought him in a few games. But there was this one moment that just had me cracking up. He's like, Oh, I'm downed. They got my stuff. Okay, they're getting their stuff back. And she busts into a room. She's like, yeah. What stuff? What stuff? I got their stuff. And she, <laughs> she wipes out an entire she's been you know i she's been dating diesel forever and diesel diesel was a very good player at one point or another you know he, he plays with the uh you know he's called umu now but uh at one point when hector was still an optic they did the old men of optic where it was hector hutch uh, fwiz would fill in from time to time diesel was always there right like all the older guys that weren't in the competitive scene anymore they would play like game battles matches or or you know tournaments or whatever, and do it under the old men of optic. And he was mm -hmm. always a very competitive player there. Yeah, he's very good. But they've been they've been together for a long, long time, years, years, tens of years. Yeah, I was trying to explain it to my wife, and I'll circle back to why I like Facebook gaming. But I was trying to explain to my wife, like, so there's so many female streamers. And I'm going to show them the proper respect. They're out there grinding during their hustle, but we know what their hustle is, right? Maybe they're not really into gaming culture or into the games that they play. They play them because there are people who are into the games, and that draws them in, and they're there, you know, attracting their fans in a different way. I'm not knocking the hustle. I'm officially done with hating e-girls. What this was for me, I've seen other female players play. I've never seen anyone play as aggressive as she has in that game and games following. And I was, I told my wife, I was like, it's good to see that because there are always going to be these type of troll, trolly dudes who are like, girls can't play games. And I'm like, she can clearly play. Sure. So I went down, a, I went down a rabbit hole on Facebook gaming and I found out what it is I enjoy about it. It's like watching an underleague game, right? Like you keep hearing how there's talent in the underleagues, and you're like, no, it can't be. And then you, because you stumble onto a good game, you're like, man, some of these guys could really play in the majors. And some of the content I was watching on Facebook gaming, and I know I fell for this too with Mixer. I think maybe because it's a smaller community, but there's so much engagement and a positive type of engagement from the community itself that are usually following these streams and the actual content. Is pretty amazing too, and I think that has to do with the fact that they have to work that much harder to, for to retain people, right? Like they have to be able to draw people in. And I was just, I was blown away. I was so blown away that I actually got angry at you, man. And I was like, why? Why isn't he streaming on Facebook? But then I realized that's a really weird thing to get mad at someone about and like call them at two in the morning. Luckily, you didn't pick up your phone when I was trying to call you. And uh, you never and called me at two in the morning. 
I've called you multiple times at two in the morning, but from different phone numbers every time, you know, so it's just at this point, I've kind of gave away my own hustle, but that's why I like it. That because I can catch games of things. I, I don't know who this channel is. I'll send you a link, but there's a guy who is beast molding through God of war right now. Right. Any quest that people have said is undoable. He's doing live on his stream. And I'm just like, that's amazing. Obviously I'm a huge street fighter fan. I actually got to watch a street fighter tournament. Oh, <laughs> On Facebook. on Facebook, yeah, you and, you and thirteen other people. It was fifteen, and I made sixteen. <laughs> it was freaking amazing, dude. That's why I love Facebook gaming. It looks pretty clean, polished, and uh, I think it's also because I'm kind of an anti big guy. You know, rooting for the little dogs over there, man. But uh, yeah, it's, it's you, you mean to tell me you're not after all of that? You're not even a little bit interested? Are you on Facebook right now? Or are you just what is the blue hue on your glasses? I'm trying it looks to like figure it. out how to even get to Facebook gaming, <laughs> uh, the live streaming platform that is Facebook gaming. I don't like the Facebook UI. I, I really never have. Um, yeah. I always thought it was. It seems outdated. Um, mm -hmm. But I, you know, I want to know who the biggest person is on Facebook gaming right now, and it's probably some child playing mobile games, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe Disguise Toast. Disguise Toast is huge right now. Uh, we mm -hmm. talked about him last week um, and how his YouTube was blowing up, but he's, yeah. you know, obviously on Facebook gaming. May is live right now with two and a half thousand people. Like, yeah, I, I mean. And those are pretty good numbers considering like what we would see over at Mixer, I think. But again, then again, like, you know, actually, I won't say anything about Mixer. I won't say anything bad. I've seen people pull those numbers at Mixer as well. Yeah, but like Ninja and Shroud, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're the only two. Um, yeah, there, there are you know the top three right now on Facebook Gaming are three and a half, three point three thousand, two and a half, and two and a half. And May is one of them, right? And May, I rec at least recognize the name. Um, right. All of these other people, I I wouldn't recognize the name if you if you put a gun to my head, uh, and I really couldn't even make it up. Um, but it's unfortunately it's a growing platform, right? So there's going to be that way. Um, you know, it, it is what it is, right? Facebook is Facebook is as Facebook is, right? I don't use it, don't like to use it, don't even like to open it up on my fucking computer. So, <laughs> but there's multiple layers to that Facebook thing, that reaction that you have, right? Like I know one, you just don't like the platform, but you actually believe like in this, you know, anti-Facebook because of the security breaches and stuff like that as well. Right. Security breaches and the fact that they're stealing your information and selling it to the Chinese instead of just TikTok just funneling it to the Chinese. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: I don't know which one is what? worse. They're both fucking uh, awful. Probably selling how do you feel? It while you're selling it. No, no, that's capitalism right there. You gotta no, be. Oh, but it's not good though. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I think another thing I really enjoy about Facebook gaming, man, is uh, watching people's parents jump into their live streams, which I've seen, by the way. I've seen parents actually on their phone like, oh, good job, buddy. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's wholesome. You'll never see anything like that on Twitch. There's nothing but evil on Twitch now. It's, like evil, <laughs> evil it's a very, very, very good, uh, very, very good <laughs> website. Um. Tampa Bay Lightning just won the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. Who? The Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, team oh. that I had picked to win in the playoffs. Nice, won. dude. Uh, only reason I even like the Ta Tampa Bay Lightning is the fact that uh, Ryan Callahan, the old uh, Rangers captain, is on the team, or at least was on the team for the longest time after they traded him. So that's pretty neat. And also, fuck Dallas. 
just in general. But if you're fans from Dallas, obviously we don't mean F you. No, but- we, we do. <laughs> well, I guess F you guys too. But please <laughs> please uh, wait three days to unsubscribe from the channel. Helps with the algorithm. Uh, let me ask you a question. How satisfying do you think this championship is to them as athletes? Very. Very? It has to be, man. It's, it's still a cup, right? You know, you still, yeah. you still get to raise the the Stanley Cup. You, know, you still get to hold it, and you still get to go party with it. It is absolutely just as satisfying as it is if it was a regular season. Obviously, I think they – it actually might even be more because no one was in this Stanley final, uh, like, playoffs injured, uh-huh. right? A lot of times, hockey players are very notorious for playing injured regardless, right? When the Blues won last year – the fucking uh, Tarasenko, their leading scorer, was then out for the next four months with sh- a shoulder surgery. Like immediately after, it's like, yeah, I tore, I played with a torn labor or rotator cuff, whatever the fuck your shoulder is, right? Like torn this and torn that, and I had a bad ankle and this and that. And it's like I was playing at like sixty percent, right? And ho- all fucking hockey players do that. So it's probably even better to come in where everyone was healthy, everyone was fresh, everyone was coming in uh, to this pseudo playoff, pseudo half season healthy, and it's probably even better. Uh, did you watch it all? A little bit, not too, bit. not not too too much. Uh, sports struggling right now, ratings wise. If you're to believe everything that you read on the internet, which you should, it's bad for your health. But uh, apparently, hockey was not one of those sports. Basketball, uh, playoff hockey is the most exciting sport, and you you could not, you cannot prove me wrong. The most exciting huh? subset of sport is playoff <laughs> hockey. Like by a significant margin, right? What, There's what, less people on the ice. the 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 pace of play is faster. Like, how know. do you even quanti- how do you even quantify? I'm not trying to prove you wrong, but how do you even quantify that that type of thing? Like, how do you comparatively against another playoff game? Is it just like, well, the, most, it, the most exciting? Watch, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. watch him, watch, watch him, and see how you feel. Right, like. You go. Zach, you and I. You and I both know I don't like things that make me happy. I, if I watch, I know, one, and you would, you would, you would have given up on hockey long ago because it makes you feel good. <laughs> I was watching a movie the other night. And I was like, oh man, this is really great. Turn this shit off right now. <laughs> <laughs> Has to go. Uh, yeah, it, it is right. It's the only sport yeah. that could keep me captivated. If, if watched at all fucking sports, right? Um, played most of them, and, and hockey is really the one that keeps me captivated the most. It's it, it's just fun to watch. So, you like playing hockey games, like video games? NHL? Yeah, I've played a bunch. <laughs> oh yeah, mm-hmm. is that is that is that still an active like a uh, huge? Yeah, still very big. Still, still very big. It's not FIFA level, and it's not quite Madden level, but it's right under there. Yeah. NHL is very 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 popular. Yeah, it's fun to play. Actually, you know what? One day I would love to do a show about that, man. I would really like to take some time to research it and talk about which group is the most annoying, toxic fan base. Is it hockey? Is it? Fo- I'm talking about video games. Is it FIFA? Is it Madden? Or is it 2K? I feel as if, though, if you uh, disagree with only two- Only sports? It's probably 2K. Do you think they're the most toxic? It's probably or- 2K by a, by a wide margin, honestly. The Madden guys have given up years ago because Madden hasn't changed since 07. Uh, the NHL guys are all Canadian, so they're all like, oh, yeah, bud, you know, it's just, uh, it's just a slap in the back there. It was a good time there. Um, yeah, just take it easy, friend. The FIFA guys are like, a lot of those guys are super fucking into FIFA, um, but I don't know how toxic that community is. Probably fairly toxic, I would imagine, but I think 2K community is very, very toxic. You know what's crazy about real life <laughs> soccer, right? 
you <laughs> I was trying to explain to someone what it's like to go to a let's say a game in Germany and instead of it just being your normal heckler that you would see at a basketball game that's just like boo Zach you suck ah oh, let's throw up the rafters and all that stuff when you see an actual Nazi flag <laughs> and they're like like when they're saluting it at you because you're like from an, another country, I think that might be a bit jarring as a, <laughs> as, as a um, player. <laughs> so it, obviously the thing is like there's a the the fucking football hooligans, right? And that's yeah, super oh, super common guys. where they're fucking they're they'll riot and shit. Like yeah, I mean I think the fan base, not the video game fan base, but <laughs> but soccer fan base might be the most toxic. Although just Boston sports in general might trump that. But um, there is not a Boston sport event that I don't think you have a good opportunity of getting decked in the eye. It could be actually, little. You know what's worse? What? Philly. Oh, good Philly's point. Philly's like physical worse. But Boston fans are the are the absolute worst. I'm ready to debate this with anyone. And I know Zach is getting more and more into this. And I, I'm going to pull him on my side. Best boxing <laughs> gyms in the world. Philadelphia. Do you know why? Because it's that Philly attitude. <laughs> like, absolutely. I'm not going to disagree with you. I don't I don't know, but I'm not going to disagree. I know someone who is going to disagree with me, and I'm sure I'll get that text later on, like, you're wrong, bro. But no, I'm right, bro. Best boxing culture, Philadelphia. I agree with Zach. More dangerous than an English soccer hooligan. A Sox fan who's been drinking all night long. No, after no, 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 no. A Flyers fan, a Philadelphia Flyers Woo! fan. They threw batteries at Santa Claus after they lost a game one year. They had given out little flashlights and they took the batteries out of them and were throwing them at Santa Claus. That was walking around the streets of Philly. Fuck out of here. No, no, no. Philly's the worst. I'm saying the worst fans to like ever have a conversation with are Boston fans. They're spoiled. They fucking they, they can't stand losing. Um, there are, there's, oh, there's never a legitimate loss to a Boston team in a Boston fan's eyes. It's always an excuse for this or that. Yeah. They're just not fun to be around. So you basically just describe me as a John Jones fan. Like I can explain away all of John's losses and his shenanigans. And he's never lost. I know that's, what's perfect about being a John Jones fan. It's amazing. Every day is better than the last until after the fight. And it's that tense moment of what he passed the drug test. Dear God, what? <laughs> And then it's three months after the fight is if he's gonna hit another pregnant woman with a car. That's always a scary time as a as a John Jones fan. <laughs> the, it, oh. Holy shit. Sports fans in general, man. Like, just think about see, this is a little bit before you and I's era. Good, let's go back to the good old 1970s hockey teams and baseball teams, basketball teams. These guys were actively doing cocaine before games. It's like they're Gatorade. You think that you think that hockey hasn't stopped that? <laughs> You know what? You didn't know that I, hockey is a, is a, like the hockey culture is very very much centered around opiates. Those guys like so cocaine's out. Then is what you're saying. Oh, did I get did I fuck that up? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're they're very much so addicted to pills. <laughs> um, I, I've you know, like cocaine too. Actually, NHL is the only major league sport that doesn't test for marijuana. I believe. And I'm totally fine with that. Me too. Me too. Those guys need fucking all the help and recovery they can get. They play a lot of games very quickly. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on. There should be three timestamps in there. Um, no. I'll add that to the editor. Uh, you need to add a timestamp in there for fucking uh, hockey and sports talk. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. Listen, we, Zach and I agreed on one thing when we decided to start doing the timestamps. We're not going to change the flow of the show. So if we decide to talk about candy 
and that makes it into one timestamp, guess what you're listening to? You're listening to fucking candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it should, be, it should be sectioned off as its own timestamp. That's all I'm saying. Not that I'm, not that I'm you know, editing the flow of the show. You know what also doesn't edit the flow of the show? This is going to be good. The What's new that? Nick Fury series that I'm very excited for. You know what? You bitter old Betty. You just because the mouse house is doing great things and you can't get with it. You got to you got to knock down everything I love, man. You show up to my son's second birthday party. You tell him that there's no Santa Claus. That's why you're not allowed over to the house anymore, Zach. That's exactly that's, that's why. a good point. It's a good point. I do that to all children, though, to be fair. Let me just uh, let me school you a little bit on this because you know who Samuel Jackson obviously is, and he has been a staple in, in the MCU since its inception. Not yeah, with Iron Man, I believe he made his way into the end of the first or the beginning of the second movie. Can't recall. Same thing. Same thing. Exactly the same thing. Samuel Jackson playing Nick Fury, a character that was a uh, race bent for him. Uh, started in the comic books. Obviously, uh, honestly, they uh, they made uh, Nick Fury black, and then they changed it to make him the son of the original Nick Fury. Why is this a big deal? People have been clamoring for some type of show or recognition for that character, who's kind of been used as a plot device for years. It's interesting to see that they're going to do it now, because Sam Jackson is old as sin, right? So at this point in his life, he's got to be around seventy. It's going to be hard for him to do any action scenes. I know what you're saying. Robert Redford did some in some movies, but come on, it's Robert Redford, man. But what's going to be really exciting about this is how it's going to lead us into the he's next phase. 71. 71. He's an old 71, dude. He's lived a very, he's lived a hard life. Do you know any of Sam Jackson's backstory? I just know that he's been an actor forever. Oh, that man was addicted to all the cocaine, but he has uh, since recovered from all that type of stuff. But. The best thing about this is going to be is if they give us flashbacks of the Sam Jackson story, I mean, of the Nick Fury story, because then it's going to open it up to a lot of stuff that people really enjoyed about the second Captain America movie. That movie, Captain America Winter Soldier, was very much like a spy espionage movie. It kind of strayed away from just being a normal superhero movie, and I think people are looking forward to seeing that type of stuff with Nick Fury, seeing him in his heyday and running around, and also it's going to do a lot of building for what's next in the MCU. Even though everything is delayed right now for another year, this will kind of set up stuff that's going on with the Black Widow movie, which was delayed again, unfortunately, which will also lead us into... If you saw Spider-Man, not you, Zach, if you saw Spider-Man Far From Home, we see Nick Fury's character up in a big uh, space bubble uh, satellite, which everyone assumes is leading us into the sword uh, arc, which is a great story arc. You look riveted by these things. I'm speaking directly. Is sword when they go out into space and then they have to fight fucking space shit? You couldn't have read the comic books, and that would have been an entirely... So, S.H.I.E.L.D. is literally supposed to protect the Earth from invaders and internal... And sword is supposed to attack, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, I, it, I, it, I don't know how I knew that, but I did. <laughs> and I wasn't paying attention for any of that. Uh, See? All right. See? And back. Go ahead, Stevie. I'm sorry. Uh, so, and that's what I'm talking about right here, man. So, the best thing about this, for me personally, man... So, if they decided to end the entire MC mcu thing right if they just said hey you know what we've made the money the story has run its course i would have been glad that they finally gave samuel jackson and nick fury this opportunity i do not think it should be a continuous show i think we're good with six episodes give us some flashbacks you current like a uh a miniseries miniseries because I, I don't think he's a character 
I don't think the MCU version of uh, Nick Fury is a character that you can prolong or sustain a show based on. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it's still got to be entertaining and it's still going to have great writing. And I know you're going to agree with me on this. If the writing is horrible, I don't want more than six episodes. Let that novelty die and we got it and it's over and we can put it to bed. But if the writing is good and it whets the appetites of the fans, you still don't need to continue it. Just leave us wanting more. I think that's what was so great about the uh, the entire Lord of the Rings uh, saga is that the fact that even at the end, when everything came to a conclusion, I still wanted more, but I was happy that it was over. And I think this would be a good made The Hobbit. <laughs> that's exactly what happened with Lord of the Rings, right? It, it is, man. And, uh, I have not you know, watched The Hobbit yet. I don't know if I should. I have uh, I finished the trilogy. I, I don't know if I should watch The Hobbit. I told you, I'll let you sign into my Google Play. You can watch all the extended versions. They're a lot better than what was released in the, uh, the theater. Aren't they on HBO, though? Not the the extended versions. I don't care about the extended versions. Dude. I don't have that much time in my life. Actually, they're not. What do you mean you don't have that much time in your life for an extended version? I don't care. I just don't fucking... I don't <laughs> want to sit down and watch a five-hour movie. Especially, especially, if I, especially if like an hour and a half into it, I'm like, wow... This could wrap up any minute. And then I look down, there's three and a half more hours left. I don't want to do that. I actually really, really enjoyed uh, um, the Lord of the Rings series. So, yeah. I don't know if I want to ruin it by making it twice as long. I mean, well, it's funny you should bring that up because Amazon is still going to release their series and we still don't know much about it. I, I think it's a good idea. I do. What, that we don't know much about it or that they're doing yeah, both, it? Both, both, absolutely. I feel like the way that you keep these shows suspenseful, and I think Game of Thrones did it really well, other than the fact that there were books written about it, uh, the exact yeah. series, um, is that you don't know exactly what's coming, right? Yeah. And that's that's good, right? We need that suspense. Too many trailers nowadays fucking tell you exactly what's going to happen in the movie because people don't have the attention span to sit through a two-and-a-half-hour movie, right? No. Like, it, it's bad, so... It's I couldn't agree more, and that's another reason why I think we're good with six to eight episodes of the Nick Fury. Yeah, sure. Six episodes. I think with six to eight episodes, you get some writers in there who care about this franchise to say, "Hey, this is how we're going to send this old man off." Because Samuel Jackson obviously can't keep playing this character, right? So at some point, we're going to have to do away with him because I don't want to see a withered and old Nick Fury. That's another thing I don't want. I want my characters to stay preserved. The way they were in the comic books, I want them to be in fighting shape. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see them get old. That's sure. not what I'm here for. I'm here for the fantasy, but I don't want to see this show follow the ha- uh, the history of other shows like a Game of Thrones, which started off great, which had a mid great, but towards the end, the writing, the thing that we all relied on to make it good, fell apart. See, I don't Go know ahead. What you're talking about there was only six six seasons of Game of Thrones, and it was wonderful. You know what? I didn't take my heroin. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my sunglasses around. Shit, I can't do this bit. <laughs> you should have had the sunglasses queued up for that. Obviously, they're in my you car. Know, they're in my car. There was only you're right. There were only six seasons, and I don't I don't know what happened with the last one, man. And uh, but in regards to Nick Fury, I, it would be interesting. I'm not Zach's not going to watch it, right? But I'm going to talk to Zach about it as if he does watches That's, it. I'm just going to have. I'll be the best listener you have. Yeah, and, and I'm just going to see what you think about plot holes, plot development, because that's the only thing I care about. I think that's why the Watchmen show 
isn't now in hindsight people really enjoy it because as a miniseries as a one-off it's amazing sure. but there's nowhere else to go with it right okay. <laughs> there's, no, there's nowhere else to go with it i mean and then and disney needs a they need a win right now right so hbo max got off to a slow crawl but it's starting to pick up momentum they got the snyder cut coming they got shows that are actually HBO being max released is very good yeah. it's it's got new content on it it's and disney plus got mulan do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and Mulan was not well received. <laughs> Terribly no. received. HBO, see, what the thing is HBO does is HBO doesn't have to be PC like Disney does, right? HBO has made their entire career, their entire catalog off of the exact opposite, right? You yeah. can't look at the catalog of what HBO has done. And hey, first of all, you can't say that it's been bad, right? Mostly... Right. Everything HBO has done, it's been incredible. You know, most most years, I think I've said this before, you know, most years, if you say, hey, what's the best show on television right now? An HBO show is going to be in that argument no matter what, whether it's Boardwalk. Is Boardwalk Empires HBO? I think it was, right? Entourage, Boardwalk Empires, um, The Sopranos is my favorite TV show of all time. Game of Thrones for most of its seasons, even its last season was probably the best season thing on TV at the time. Um, Oz, The Wire, right? Like you could go through the fucking the catalog and like, okay, yeah, this is probably the best thing on TV at the moment, right? And that that does really well for a streaming platform. Yeah, it does. It really does. Especially if people want to revisit the catalogs, like when we're leaving out shows like Deadwood. Didn't really succeed, but it's still beloved. Rome had a very short run, loved. Uh, Westworld got started off great, kind of in a weird place right now. Space robots, always a dangerous thing. That's where I think they're leading to. Space robots, space robots. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and Mantis is reviewing a show for their, uh, on there right now called the, uh, I have no idea what it's called, but look up Mantis's show and he's actually going through it right now. And it looks like it's one of the best shows not to be watched. HBO Max has new content. Disney Plus, as much as I'm a huge Disney stan, doesn't have anything new. They made a decision not to release Black Widow on Disney Plus. That's a movie people wanted. No one really wanted Mulan. They could have made millions, right, releasing it straight to Disney. They said, we're going to push it back. We want a theatrical release. That's fair. They could have released The New Mutants, a movie that would have done extremely well with people tied down to their house right now with nothing else to do. Perfect movie to release on Disney Plus. The producers of that movie, no, we want a theatrical release. Didn't make any money. None. Christopher Nolan is the only guy besides Disney going through the wolves right now. He released Tenant, and guess what? No one went to go see it. Do you know why? Because it was in theaters and not are open (laughs) other than in Florida. And Connecticut, if you're willing to drive down there. Okay, I didn't realize Connecticut was that open, but okay. Yeah, Mantis has been over there all the time, so that means you're officially not allowed in the studio, Mantis. Who knows what you got? <laughs> yeah, you probably have that Connecticut-itis. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's all I have to say about Nick Fury and Disney+. Okay. Plus. They, they need something to come uh, in and hold people's subscriptions, because at this point... You've probably worked your way through the entire library. Yeah, and you know, it, you know, it's really good if you have children, right? For you, it's probably right. very good, right? Your kids yeah. are going to experience the fucking uh, the the Lion Kings it. and the old Mulan and and all the yeah, good stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, you're very passionate about Disney Plus, and I like this. Something I'm very passionate about is going to be having a big change coming up very, very soon. Uh, What's that? RuneScape and Old School RuneScape are coming to Steam. That's. So Old School RuneScape will follow in 2021, I believe. Quarter one, quarter two, 2021, something like that. Um, But 
RuneScape itself, the the actual RuneScape that is out currently, will be, at, you know, coming to Steam October fourteenth. It's very interesting. It's amazing that you said this because I just hacked my Pixel Book and gave it GPU acceleration so I can play Steam games. So I'll play RuneScape on my my <laughs> Pixel Book. <laughs> You're cute. You don't, you don't need GPU acceleration for that shit. It's capping. It used to run in fucking browsers. You used to have to go to like. Oh man, what were the old <laughs> browser game websites? Oh man, I I'm gonna fucking crucify myself for this one. This is bad. But you used to have to go to a website to get to it, man. Like, and before they had like their own official website, and it used to run through a browser. What are you talking about? It's GPU acceleration. It's just interesting, right? My fear, and this is not a very good interesting. It's a very bad interesting, in my opinion. Um, yeah. It's. You know, RuneScape, the game RuneScape, and not not old school, um, has a lot of microtransactions in it, right? And a very very anti microtransaction always have always have been, um, mm -hmm. especially in a game that it's would now become pay to win, right? And okay, whatever. So that's fine. RuneScape coming to coming to Steam that makes sense. Then I would think, right? But old school. The thing about old school is that they have an entire separate dev team. They have different funding. They have like they split off from regular RuneScape to preserve that feeling of old school, right? And how old school is. And I'm afraid that coming to Steam is is going to negate that. And we're going to go down a, a a way of microtransactions and selling expansions and DLCs and and really, old school is not about that. It's just subscription-based. You know, you pay your... I don't even know how much it is a month. I just pay it. I, you know, it's not anything that even concerns me. Um, it's because I'm going to play it 100 hours a month, and I'm going to pay my, my subscription, and, I'm gonna, and I've gotten my money's worth out of it for the next 10 years if I continue to pay the subscription and never play it again. Um, but I don't want to see it go down this path because then it's... If that happens, the first microtransaction they add to old school RuneScape, they lose... 80% of their player base. Wow. That is, so? that is how passionate the old school community is about microtransactions and preserving the old school feel of, of RuneScape. And I, I, I appreciate that. No, I mean, this is something you're extremely passionate about. Actually, it's funny to hear you say that, that they can lose 80% of the community. I think they would deserve that if they went in there and decided to do something like like 100%, I would love to see the consumer market turn on a big company and just go, hey, they're we not, warned you, didn't we? A big company. What, Steam, uh, Valve, whatever? No, Who's the parent company? Jagex is what owns RuneScape. But who are you worried about putting in the – educate me on this. Who are you so worried about putting in they're just They're just allowing their, their game to be on the platform. Right? Okay. You know, Valve doesn't own Jagex. Right. You know, to, to be a to be a game on Steam, you just have to apply to be a game on Steam. A game like RuneScape makes a lot of sense. It's a huge game. Right. But the publisher is, is Jagex. No, I get that. What are you worried about in regards to the microtransactions? How would that change by it going on Steam? Are you worried it, about that? No, it becomes easier. Right. You know, okay. you have a Steam wallet was associated with games and the Steam platform allows, you know, microtransactions or, or, or you know, transactions to be made very easily. Right. Maybe right. potentially they might not have the infrastructure for that. Now, I'm also worried about. So when you play RuneScape, old school RuneScape, right? Not regular RuneScape. Who cares about that game? Um, when you play old school RuneScape, you don't play on the Rune old school RuneScape client. Right. There are 
there are other clients that have been made that are better than the original client. And I'm curious if we're going to go down a path of, hey, you have to play it on Steam to play on a verified server. And hey, you can't use these other clients now. And I'm curious on how that's going to go. I'm more I'm more afraid of that. Hmm. Yeah. I could see how you would be, especially if they're going to mess with something you care near and dear about. I just don't get the, the pay to win thing, right? It, because, I, I mean, when I say I don't get it, it's not that I don't conceptually understand it. I don't understand how it could be rewarding, right? So I want to grind out to get my character to the best place possible. Sure. And then I don't even want to touch the game again. Yeah, you know, I don't play RuneScape, but there are other games where I've gotten my character OP and I'm like, I did it. This was fun. You've, you've never away. played a game with end game though, right? So hmm. like with with an MMO, World of Warcraft is like this to an extent. RuneScape is, is very much so like this. Is you you build your character Right along, you know, you're you're looking at story games versus an MMO, which is hard to do. Right, there's not really right. a, there's a there's a story and shit that you do in Rose There's not like a like an overarching, you know, God of War type story. So you you do the things that you that you do to to get to a point where you could do the end game content. There is content that is pretty much exclusively locked to the top five percent of people or something. Right, wow. and it, because it takes a a certain skill level and b it takes. You know your your account has to be at a certain level to do the things that 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 is at end game, right? Raids, uh, Chambers of Zarek, and Theater of Blood are very much so in that end game content. And um, the Inferno, the Inferno is like the tip of the tip of the end game content. With, I you know less than one percent of people being able to complete the Inferno. Um, very very few people. You know, less than ten thousand of uh, um an average monthly user base of over a million have mm -hmm. this inferno beat the inferno and have the inferno cape right now if i could spend 50 bucks not that you can't already but i don't like promoting those fucking scam websites if i could pay jagex 50 dollars and buy myself full just this year and then pay him another 50 bucks and buy a twisted bow and then i'm like okay well i can go do the inferno now it's, it's almost like it takes a little bit of skills it's gonna take me three attempts but I now have the best of the best gear. I didn't have to go through Chambers of Zarek's and Theater of Blood to get the best of the best gear. I paid for it, and now I can go do the end of the end game and and go and go uh, kill Zok. Right? I, yeah. It's just it's stupid. That's why I don't understand. Like, so why even play the? It's the same thing with hackers. Now remember, I don't need to understand, but I don't get it. So I would love to interview someone one day and really get to their and like they're like, why did you buy the game? only to skip through the process of what makes the game great. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I think the microtransactions are more for the people who don't have the time, right? Okay. The, the guy, like, I always use you as a really good example, is the guy who might have an hour a day to play a game, right? And you've done the you've done the early game content because that's only about five hours or seven hours worth of content. And then the mid-tier content is 2,000 hours, right? And yeah. now you're now looking at, what, a 10-year commitment to get to the to the to the beginning of the end game, right? And then the end game is another 800 hours before you can even get to the, the last stuff, right? And that's if you, that's perfect. I'm the luckiest person. Like, this is where I am, right? You know, right. there are some very, very incredible players who do everything in, in 1,500 hours. Um, I'm not one of them, <laughs> to be fair. Um, I'm pretty much in end game and I'm, you know, 15 or 1,800 hours into my account, whatever it is. Um, you know, but it's for the people who have an hour a day. Oh, I've done the early stuff. I've done most of the mid stuff or I've seen the mid, the mid level stuff. 
what is this high high end late game end game stuff that I'm not going to get to see for 10 years? Oh, I can spend a hundred bucks or I can spend $75 and essentially boost myself to that. Oh, okay. I can, I can get to see the rest of the stuff now. Yeah, I'll do that. Right. That's, that's what microtransactions are for, in my opinion. So, you know, as I'm listening to you, man, I got to give you a little respect here. It doesn't sound like you begrudge the people at all who would use the microtransactions to pay to win. Like, you, it, there's usually a response that you, I hear from other gamers just like, F these dudes, or they're not really into the game. And it's, you know, that kind of subculture thing. We talked about this on the EK show that night. Sure. But you don't seem to be having that same reaction to them. Tell us why. Um, no, I mean, I definitely don't like it, right? And I don't like when a game goes pay to win. If it, if like I said, if RuneScape were to go pay to win, I'm canceling my subscriptions, right? I have, I think I have two or three accounts that are that are paid subscriptions um, because I, I play the game so much and I play it in multiple different uh, ways. Um, if they were to add a microtransaction, say to boost a, boost a level or uh, buy items or even item skins at this point, I, I feel like if I were to get, if I were to pay five bucks to get a skin put in the game, I would I would greatly dislike that, especially in RuneScape, right? Other games, I don't care, right? If you're buying the Battle Pass in, in Modern War, in Call of Duty, whatever, dude, you're, you're not doing anything crazy. If you're buying uh, level 120 boosts in World of Warcraft, whatever, you're not going to be a great player anyway. Um, I, I understand why they do it, and I, I could see why, and I understand. I don't like it, but I can see it. Yeah. You know what, the grinding it out i think is more enjoyable but it's true there is a huge demographic of people who do have a very limited amount of time to play games but it's just still i'm sorry i'm probably a poor example because as you explain i'm like yeah okay that makes sense i my hour is precious to me right and no, when i no, do a i only use you as an example because you have that hour right not yeah. because you're the person who's going to buy your way through that hour it's wait, no wait, wait, it's on. like stop saying that i have an hour you're there are people listening to the show i i have what I consider some time that I'm grateful to have given to me by the person that gives me the time. And I'm grateful for it. Sometimes it's more than an hour and I, I don't want to lose that. So we're going to stop saying an hour. We're just going to say, I have time to play video games. Right. And I, I get sure. what you say, but I, I just, I don't want to cheapen the experience. I just beat the Avengers the other night. Right. Okay. And I, I could have done a bunch of things to skip ahead. I realized that now <laughs> towards the last mission, I was like, Oh man, I could have done so many things to make this easier on myself. Played it on brutal the entire time. Gave me a headache. Almost had a seizure at one point, but it felt so good sure. to do it without having to. Do you get you get what I'm saying? But no, I, 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 I'm the grinder. I I play games through and through when I play them. Right. I've been yeah. grinding my RuneScape account for 15 years, kind of. Um, <laughs> you got to take into account the fact that in 2015, 2013, whatever it was when old school RuneScape came out you essentially reset your account to play old school versus what RuneScape was at the time. Um, yeah. So I say 15 years, but really it's been seven. Um, okay. You know, I, I, how many hours I put in the world of Warcraft when I was, when I was leveling my, my main character to get to. So when the next expansion comes out, I'm ready for the next expansion. Uh, uh, 300 hours or something. I don't know what it was. I put a lot of time into it. I'm the guy who wants to go grind through games. New world is a very good example. I played 50 hours of new world, whatever it was, uh, in the the eight days that it was out on like preview, right? I played a lot of it, but I I enjoy that kind of game. So you know, I'm the I'm the person who who hates microtransactions, but I can see why and and understand why that that they do that. Walk me through one more thing because you're, you're a paid subscription. So when it goes to Steam uh, for the uninitiated, how will that work? Will no you idea. buy it on Steam? No, no? I'm assuming I'm, I have a I buy three months of subscription at a time. 
uh, and it just automatically from Jagex comes out of my bank account. So I'm assuming okay. it's going to stay that way. I feel like it's just going to be another way to play the game. I feel like mm -hmm. it's not, it's not going to be exclusive to Steam, um, you know, and it's it is what it is, right? <laughs> If it is becomes exclusive, that becomes an issue, I think. Um, but yeah. I, I feel like it's just a, a way to get the game to a broader, broader mass. They've been uh, for a long time now. And when I say a long time, it's about two years. It was a long time for Jagex to really commit to anything. Um, they've really been trying to like get the game out there again, right? Okay. They've been really, really, really brutally attempting to try and get it out there. They hired a guy within this last year who did a lot of the marketing and a lot of like the early game development for um, Guild Wars. I don't know if you know what Guild Wars is, it's an old school MMO. Um, mm -hmm. He did a lot of that kind of stuff. So he, they brought other MMO developers in uh, recently to try and, and spruce up the team and help and and um, do stuff. We're already seeing we're already seeing effects of that. We got a new quest recently that introduces people to the Slayer skill where we didn't have one before because Slayer has always been a, a higher level uh, skill to do anyway. Um, so we're getting stuff in of really, they want to like optimize the early game experience for new players and they want to get, they want to really push the game and get more players again. I mean, a lot of good stuff mixed up in with some stuff to be concerned about. I don't think they'll go exclusive to steam because then they would just alienate and lose a lot of business, but companies have done some weird things before with their games you're like i did not see you nose diving it <laughs> yeah ea ea making all of their games exclusive to origin um call of duty switching over to the battle.net client right where it was on steam traditionally before that yeah very very questionable things recently in gaming uh, you know as much as i dis distrust jagex with a lot of their fucking stupid decisions that they've done for this game in the past i, I do trust that they won't go exclusive it was something you told me one day that I, I was like half uh half awake and I, we were just about to wrap but you were talking to me about runescape and it was you were talking about how stuff gets added to the game and how there's a vote there's and a i vote? was like Man, this, i'm like this is a really community-based game i could never i could never imagine trying to get a bunch of street fighter players together like all right so uh we think that uh ryu's uppercut is too heavy so we want to take it for whoa 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 calm down like, you can't you can't get yeah. a community like that to sit down but i think that's pretty amazing yeah it's it's Every bank in the game has a polling location. You stand at the polling location. They don't have to go to the polling location anymore. They added it just to your fucking inventory. Not even inventory, but like your your UI where you can click it and it pops up and you can do your votes. Um, yeah, the last vote for microtransactions, I think, were I, I, the most voted on poll of all time. We're on poll number 72 now, for example. Um, and I think 150,000 people voted against microtransactions with like 3,000 that voted for it. And there was a call from the community to find out who these 3,000 people were. <laughs> we were going to vote them off the island. <laughs> like, I want addresses. I want IP addresses. We need it, to get them out completely. It wasn't like, hey, guys, we want to add a way to buy items in game. It was like, hey, you know, if a company comes to us and wants to potentially like sponsor a skin in the game, how would you guys, would you guys be receptive for that? And everyone's like, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I love the community for that for sure <laughs> typing really fast you mother <laughs> literally literally yeah there's a, there's a bit a few things like this uh with that being said though twitch got it twitch got a thing where um you can make your character purple in game because twitch prime did a, a thing with um um jagex and the community was so fucking mad and that is why they have pulled future uh <laughs> partnerships with with companies because they added, they added that in without pulling it. And everyone's like, wait, you guys didn't pull this. <laughs> what the fuck? And they got some negative feedback.
You know what? Your community reminds me of the Linux open source community <laughs> in many, many ways. It's a dangerous, dangerous place. Would you ever play? Would you could ever play a version of RuneScape where they decided to like reskin it, like same general principles, but they bring it up to date with modern day graphics, kind of like a new world? Would you play something like that? Absolutely. There's already a mod for it. You can download a, a separate client that does RuneScape uh, HD. I can send it to you. Uh, it's a very, very interesting video because it looks entirely different. Um, and there has been rumors that they're going to upgrade, update to like 2010 graphics, which is I think is, is appropriate um, for the game. But a lot of the reason people love old school RuneScape because it has the old school feel, right? It has right. the feel of the game when you were playing it in 2005, when you were 13 years old and you're playing it for fucking, you know, in the, in the kitchen on, on your family computer, right? Yes. That, and that's what a lot of people want still and that's what we have and, and and if they never update the graphics i'm fine with it but if they do and give us the option to keep what we have or play on 2010 runescapes graphics then i'm fine with that as well hmm. i i gotta tell you man whenever we get to the runescape talk i just kind of sit back and let you go like i do my interviewer thing where i just kind of draw because I mean, each time the conversation I, I draw a little bit more out of you man there's one thing i gotta say one one not even say RuneScape versus World of Warcraft. I'm going to give you exactly 30 seconds to make the case for why RuneScape is a superior game. I think I know what you're going to say, but it seems like they're two obvious competitors. Go. Uh, RuneScape has a clear um, linear progression system where World of Warcraft doesn't have that anymore. Done. All right. Unpack that for us. <laughs> give it to me. So while um, out of these things years ago called Heirlooms, where when you load in a brand new character, you could just go, okay, uh, open up inventory, heirlooms. And then you have you don't have to get gear going forward until whatever level. You can, you can level it up until max level. And then when you're at max, then you can get your gear for, you know, end game raids and such, right? Where RuneScape, it's like bronze, iron, steel, uh, bronze, steel, iron, black armor, mithril, adamant, rune, dragon, Barrows, Bandos, and then God War stuff, and then what they've added recently, right? There is a clear path for what what I what do I need to be using? What's the best equipment per dollar, and what is the best equipment for this thing that I'm going to be doing? And there is that now. There is that, and and WoW doesn't have that. All right. Well, that was that was clear and concise. You guys got a problem with it? You know where to find Zach. I'll send you his personal email address, and he's always willing to debate these things. I think I I, I always tell myself that I want to try old school out, but it's the paid you know subscription thing. That's you, obviously you don't have it. to pay to play it. Right. And then there's also the thing of like, what if I get too into it, man? And then now I'm playing this instead of playing the games that I should be playing on my killer machine over here. The Sting, my my top of the line. Ryzen 5 2600. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so you don't have to pay to play, right? right. There, there is a free version. Um, you get about a third of the content. Right? I, I think it's fair. Um, you get about a third of the content that you do with the paid version. Um, and my recommendation is, if you're a new RuneScape player, a first of all, let us know down in the comments. I'd be, I'd be happy to uh, give you some pointers or give you a lifeline of of answering questions because there are some things that are confusing in RuneScape and and where to go and when to be there. Um, but you, uh, my recommendation is always finish the free-to-play content first before you decide if you're going to go into the paid content. And that is always the best way to do it. 
honestly, I would like you guys to hit Zach up in the comment. Reach out to us. Get into the Discord. He does play actively. I'm sure he'll play games with you. I actually enjoyed your stream when you were doing the, uh, what was it, for the tournament? And possibly the funniest stuff I've seen was your reaction to certain things going on in the game. What is this? Why isn't he moving? Why can't I move my character? What's going on? And I'm just like, this is the type of stuff I like to see. Also, one of my favorite episodes of American Dad, I'm pretty sure I know now is based off of RuneScape. Have you ever seen the episode where they, uh, Steve is playing a RuneScape-esque game and they actually go into the game and he's explaining why he loves the game so much? I thought it was based on WoW. Was it WoW? I, I, I assumed it was RuneScape because it has that same kind of herky-jerky type of like graphic to it. And he's basically like, often in the real world, things suck. But in, in this game, I get to be whoever I want to be. And I think that's why a game like RuneScape needs to exist. I think there's a lot of stuff coming at kids nowadays. RuneScape is a game I would let Gavin play if I wasn't worried about weirdos online. Like, if there was a way to shut all that stuff out, you could I think turn, it would you be could turn the uh, um, chat off. Got to get him out of there. Got to get him out of there. What are you looking up that episode right now? Yeah, it's called Dungeons and Wagons, where Stan becomes yeah. a street racer and... and uh, yeah, Jeff becomes an online gamer with Steve and his friends. Um, but amazing I, episode. I'll have to watch it and tell you and tell you what game it's about. I, I would it's, really be interested to hear what you say. 2006, because... so it's probably World of Warcraft. This is when World of Warcraft yeah. was at its peak. Yeah, uh, this, 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 this is about the same time that um, the World of Warcraft um, South Park episode came out. Uh, they're making a sequel to that movie, and people are not happy. Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those people. <laughs> yeah losers and thank you for <laughs> liking subscribing hey, you know what else uh, is really going to be a big loser what's that the amazon cloud gaming platform uh, dude who's asking for this shit <laughs> i am i am Google secretly cloud? i am secretly sending in letters i'm doctoring numbers i love that they're <laughs> like dude stadium doing great Let's make Luna. <laughs> it's like Amazon. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Please shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop. No one is looking for this stuff. In my opinion. I don't know much about it yet. It's going to have a very interesting library of games from what I've seen. Um, but that's pretty much about it. You know, six bucks a month, something like that. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, but it might be bundled into the Amazon Prime uh, price. I hope it is. Dude, if it's free, it's me, right? If they say you have Amazon Prime, you're good to go with this. Obviously, I'm going to try it out. I know who's asking for this. It's the people pushing it. Someone got it into their air that people want streamable games. And it's just the fiction of it oh. sounds a lot better than it actually is. Like six in theory, bucks a month. six bucks a month, six bucks a month. Like, in theory, when you look at the Stadia presentation and you see that, it's like, man, this is really amazing. You're telling me that I can play these games on my Galaxy Note 7. Let's use an older device that blew up in your pocket. And I can play this game, and it's going to play perfectly because yeah. I have very good internet. There's not going to be the issues of overheating. The CPU is not going to fry out. You're saying that it's completely on your service. In theory, it sounds amazing. The problem becomes an application, right? Sure. So you got to get everything ported over there. You got to people got to get developers who are willing to even design original games for this type of service. And then by the time the poor kid in Ohio gets it and he only gets 10 megabits down and he plays it for the and first has time. A data cap. And has a data cap. 
it turns into a horrible experience, right? And then you'd never get the things that were promised at release. So I don't know what Amazon is promising, but we know what Google promised, right? The remote was not Wi-Fi ready, right? Yeah. That was one of the major selling points that there was not supposed to be any latency. I've done as much research on this Amazon clouding game, and I really do think this is corporations jumping into a space. Like, hey, Google's doing it. We should do something well, like this. here's the issue, right? Amazon owns Twitch. So they're, right? they're already in this space. Um What's interesting is that Ubisoft is gonna is partnering with them, and Ubisoft what? is gonna you're gonna be able to pay an additional price and have access to any and every Ubisoft game, and when it comes out, immediately have it uh, on your uh, Amazon Luna. Um, <laughs> not a, not a very good name. Um, not not a very very good name at all, in my opinion. Um, but I, listen, I don't have much to say about it other than I don't think it's going to be very. I don't think it's going to do well off the start. It will eventually do very well, and I think this is this is the direction of um, where games are going, um, and uh, gaming is going, and that's where it's going to end up eventually at some point. I think this is where it's going to end up. Um, but Xbox will do it better, or PlayStation will do it better, and I, I don't. Yeah, that's it. That's really all I have to say about it. I just thought it was funny. So here's the thing. I, I just want to cap it off with one thing. So maybe Xbox would do it better. and Maybe Sony would do it better. But then we just kind of go into a loop of where we've been experiencing before. Right. So there was a time when consoles were considered to be better than, let's say, a gaming PC from my era. Right. Before, let's sure. say before the wild craze. Like, yes, your your PS3 was probably better than your PC <laughs> in many different ways. I wouldn't say right? PS3. That's because that's PS3. No, PS2. 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 More useful for sure. More useful for sure. But now we're in a place where it's like, why would I want to stream a game? Right? right? Why would I? Why would I? At this point, why would I decide to do that? I'm not begrudging anyone else for doing it. But at the same time, I'm going to miss owning physical disc. I can go on an entire tirade about ownership of property in regards to gaming and stuff like that. But no one's going to listen. No one cares. You know, do it. Do its best for you, man. If this works for you, if it's convenient for you, do, you think? do it. Do you think? I don't. You know, you know, don't I changed my mind. Don't do your thing. Listen to me. Don't do this. You are single-handedly going to ruin your life. Don't do it. That's a good point. That was, that's that's a, a bit that's ominous. A very, very, very good point. I really don't have anything else to say about it. Uh it's not out yet. You can request early access um if you want to. Definitely do it. Um, any any promising features? Like are they promising a remote or anything like that? No, no, there's there's a controller, but so here, okay. Do you really, if you really want to get slightly more into it than we are already, um, Amazon is the premier hosting site, right? Right. For for servers and websites and such. So, I'm pretty sure that it'll it'll work better than Google's, but I still don't think it's going to be great. That's it. That's all I got. That's all. I, that, that's all I got. You know what? You know who's not the only person that got all they got, but they got more than they deserved, and they're very happy about it? No, actually, that was a horrible transition. But Nick Merckx got a three-year extension or signed a three-year extension with FaZe Clan. Why did this make it into my topics list? Because, one, I wanted to talk to you about it. Two, it looks like that Nick did kind of a lateral move and didn't opt for more money speculation is, but he got something on the back end that's making him stay. I don't know a lot about esports contracts and all this type of stuff, but you seem to be a person that's been able to break this down for me before. Why would he do it? What do you think is motivating him to stay? Because it's it's not a, everyone's reporting it's not the best deal that he could have got from what they know. 
you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why a lot of these big guys sign to an esports organization. Um, I don't mm -hmm. think it's the best move. I don't think it's in their best interest. Uh, generally, say if you sign to FaZe, right, you have to align with FaZe's uh, partnerships and sponsorships, right? So if FaZe, is, FaZe is sponsored by G Fuel. You can't go out and get a monster sponsorship, right? Even right. if Monster approaches you because, no, you're, you're FaZe Nick Merckx and not just Nick Merckx, right? And I don't think that's very good. So I actually don't understand why these big guys sign these these contracts. Um they're getting guaranteed money to promote a okay. brand. So that's probably part of it. But Nick Merckx is the, is the biggest thing on fucking Twitch right now. Or one of, right? XQC is the biggest on, on Twitch right now. And Nick Merckx is probably top 10. But, uh, you know, I, I, he doesn't need it. And, but he, do, but he does. So, and he, or here's what's better, right? He thinks he does. And then he, he does. So do your thing, Nick Merckx. Congratulations on the three-year extension. I don't quite understand it, but you know you're getting paid, so good for you. I'm I'm wondering if there's some type of option after this third something they worked out after this three year extension where maybe there's some stock option. Nope, in I guarantee. Nope, there's already too many cooks in the kitchen over at Phase. I don't know if you know the history of Phase, but, oh, but no, there's no. about five or seven people who are owners at Phase, right? And generally, if there's five or seven people who are owners someone is getting diluted out and okay. you know if you add an eighth person to it you know they're just diluting everyone's say or control in an organization even further and um you know it's not a good look so i don't know what or when or why or how nick marks does does what he does but he's super successful and you can't deny that no you can't deny it. and if you're getting guaranteed money on top of that i'm a huge uh believer in income like steady income as long as it's not diminishing you or you're having to do something to devalue yourself but that's the only way to keep your wealth is to make sure you constantly have money coming in or your money's growing in its own interest or something like that but man it's crazy to think that one day someone's going to want to sign us to some type of exclusive deal and i am most assuredly going to screw that up in the meeting i'm the meeting guy believe it or not <laughs> you're, you're gonna screw it up in the meeting no no no. i'm gonna make sure it happens <laughs> you can know i actually now that you pointed out i think you are the guy that screws it up you show up like contract looks good i'm like all right let's get ready to sign you're like yeah i just noticed one thing i specifically requested sandwiches when we arrived i noticed <laughs> There were croissants at the table. <laughs> You're not taking us. <laughs> no, I no, I wouldn't do that. Um, but we would have lawyers for that, obviously, at that at that level. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, man. If you want to be a part of a team, and, and I, I, I res totally respect I that. Get it. Wanting to I be a part it. of a team, I, I totally respect it. So you know, I mean, it's good. I'm sure it's good for both parties. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though because when I was doing promotion for the show, remember we were on the hike to 100. Uh, yeah. Someone asked. Like, hey, are you using some type of bots to grow? I'm like, no, I'm just legitimately having conversations with people, asking if they've subbed, if they like the content, and then, you know, they give mm -hmm. a sub if they liked it. But I did join that little uh, continuum there, like that team of uh, YouTube content creators. That and I, I think remember we have too long of content. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, those jackasses. But at one point, I did realize that I was doing more for them sure. than they were actually doing for me. Like I was sharing their content on my Facebook, posting, hashtagging them and stuff like that. And I would just go check theirs to see if they're doing. It. And I was like, you know what? I was warned about this type of behavior. I won't be participating anymore. I, 
<laughs> I won't be participating with any of this stuff. And I think that's a dangerous thing with content creation in a team. But that's all I got on that, man. That that's it for me too. Um, is that it for the show? I, I don't think there's anything else. No, but uh, we got some stuff bubbling in the in the in the in the in the pot coming up here pretty soon. Okay. I've been testing my internet speeds. Got the hard wire, 150 feet. Okay, made sure there's no crimp in the cable. Everything's looking good for the first live stream episode. Been generating some buzz talking you're about not it. Live streaming it though, I am. I don't listen, know why you're prepping your internet as if you're what? doing anything. <laughs> listen, to me, listen to me. Why? Why would you have to steal my moment? You I was. Listen. I was. You I was, can, I was, you can do the no, no, stream. No, no. You're, Zach, you know, you're more, I, I'm more than happy. I tell you, listen, you don't use my listen on me. Listen is my. I'm more than happy to let you figure out the stream, stream section of it. I'll sit here and record it like I always do. I'm fine with that. No, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I mean, listen, look me in the eyes for a second. You can't see. Look me in the eyes. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going no, to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to move to this format, right? Because uh, Zach's been with me the entire journey on. <laughs> this whole thing i remember there was a time where i could not play the game and talk at the same time or let it alone breathe in the microphone so i just like you know a year of content creation sure i feel like we've come pretty far i mean we've uh, we fought on the show we fought other people together on the, on the show <laughs> we ganged up on the crazy <laughs> we ganged up on the crazy and i think this is gonna be the next great step i want to formally apologize for us not making the episode on friday uh I want to thank my co-host for always being a good spirit about that. And the show is called Talking with a Dad, but it's not called Talking with a Bum. So I'm not going to do it again unless I absolutely am strung out on heroin. But my counselors say I should be good. And, uh, you know, hey, every day cleans another day alive. <laughs> I feel good about this. You know, uh, that's that's my tagline. That's going to be my superhero quote. <laughs> <laughs> if you people don't know, right, I, I look at the analytics. Check us out on the website, Talking with a Dad. Go to the Facebook page, talking with a dad. You can reach out to us. You got content creation ideas. You want us to talk about something? Hit us up in the Discord. Comment below. Like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate all our anchors, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts listeners. You guys are there. We see you growing. Actually, seeing a lot of growth over in that area. So we're yeah, very we grateful have, for yeah. that. Shout out, yeah, shout out yeah. audio listeners. Audio listeners, you guys are. You're killing it right now. Yep. Shout out to the YouTube viewers. We're not trying to lose you guys, but you know, come on back. Yeah, but you're, you're just, <laughs> you listen, YouTube audience. You're just not as good as the as the uh, the audio listeners right now, and I feel like you need to step it up. <laughs> you can also check us out on IG, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we don't have a WhatsApp page because we don't believe in that, man. I, I think that's a little bit too close to home, and no Telegram thing. I know there are people out there doing that, but you can reach us on any of those other platforms. Zach, you got anything else? That's for these it, good that's people? it, man. <laughs> Everybody, have a good fucking night. Good night.